Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Let the ceremony begin. This is a variety show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Welcome to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James. And as the very half-assed theme song implies, this is a variety show with no particular niche. That means... Uh, This podcast is about nothing in particular. I have my reasons for keeping it that way, for making it so, and so it shall be. Um, I'm going to try something a little bit different, though, just a little bit. Usually I put my uh, business stuff at the beginning. I'm going to try putting it at the end, but I I will throw this out right now. If you want to support, show your support for the show and get access to all bonus episodes, become a patron at patreon.com. Okay, now I'll get further into into the rest of the business at the tail end of this episode. So uh, let's start off with looks. If you're watching this on on the YouTube, um, I look like a mess right now. I feel. I feel I look a mess. It's interesting how the British will use or not use certain words. So for like American English, it would be, I feel like I look like a mess. Whereas in England, it would be more like, I feel I look a mess. Right? They just drop all those words out. I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, as an avid, um, you know, uh, British TV show enjoyer, I'd say that's not too far off from accurate. Speaking of TV shows, I recently, just this past week, although by the time this comes out, it'll have been two weeks, uh, I'm currently recording on Sunday, November 20th, 2022 at 1.20 p.m. Wow, that's a lot of 20s. 2020, maybe. Um, I, I finished re-watching. It was my second time watching the whole season of AMC's new, uh, uh, the, the premiere series for their new franchise, uh, the interview with the vampire. Okay. And I think that's what I want to talk about today. Cause there's all sorts of shit I could talk about. Cause it's just me and this is my show and I can talk about whatever the fuck I want to. I can even say the F word if I want to. Fun. There you go. Fluff. Fluff you. If you don't like my language, (laughs) you can fluff off, mother fluffer. Well, uh, yeah, I am going to talk about Interview with the Vampire because, because it is an adaptation of a book and book series that had a big effect on my life. I am an Anne Rice fan. Granted, it's been a while since I've read the books, and also granted, I have not read all of the books. I've read um, Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Lestat, Queen of the Damned, 
The Tale of the Body Thief, and The Witching Hour, which they will be adapting on AMC come January 6th, I believe, which I'm guessing would be the first Sunday of January 2023, which by the way, I am very much looking forward to the end of 2022. Uh, some months ago, some months ago, just, just go with me here. If you're new to the show, this is a very non-linear, unscripted experience. I might meander, but it's about the experience. As Louis says in the AMC adaptation of Interview Vampire, Interview with the Vampire, he says, let the story seduce you. All right. So just let me seduce you, even though I look, I feel I look dog doo doo right now. My hair's a mess. I don't feel like messing with it. I thought about putting a, you know, a beanie on, but I'm also wearing my glasses right now because, oh, guess what? I've got another fucking sty. So I'm not going to be wearing contacts with a sty and further aggravating my eye. So I'm wearing corrective eye glasses right now. Spectacles, if you will. And you may enjoy this spectacle of me looking a mess, mate. It's not, Tuesday, it's not Tuesday, in it. It ain't. It's Friday when this comes out, and it's Sunday when I'm recording it. One, two, three on the clock. Stop. If this message found you, this is for you. There are no coincidences. I look like a dog doo-doo. Because I kind of feel like it. I had McDonald's for dinner last night, and uh, I haven't had McDonald's in a while. And uh, I'm not going to get into the full review of it, but I will say I don't feel great. And I'm also just kind of fucking tired because my actual dog will not stop having digestive issues. The poor creature, the poor puppy has been having just like nonstop digestive issues. Like he hasn't pooped at all today, but then he had, uh, you know, diarrhea for a week and a half. And it's just, I, I can't get any fucking sleep. I understand it. I understand it. Um, it's not as bad as like, I, I imagine a newborn human would be, but, um, I, I don't get a lot of rest. All right. So if, if just, just give me a pass, James, I need James, James breathe. My friend, you need to give yourself a break. You don't have to look all perfect for the camera. Does anyone even watch this? You know, I was surprised. I was surprised. The last episode I did, East versus West acting, I didn't expect any viewers at all. I expected a big, fat goose egg. That's zero views on YouTube. And then, and then I uploaded like a new version of um, uh, a new in installment of a uh, comedy short series I'm making called Minor Tensions on my channel. And I saw I had like 43 views on this uh, East versus West acting thing, which is a topic I will be revisiting. It's I, I later figured out, wait, this is something I actually fucking wrote, did like research papers on in grad school on uh, Eastern theater and its influence on Western theater. Anyway, anyway, 
Um, I thought about wearing a beanie because my hair is a mess and I don't feel like fixing it, but I'm wearing my glasses and headphones because I like to be able to hear myself while I'm recording this. I like to hear what the mic is picking up. And, uh, you know, it's already uncomfortable enough wearing glasses with over-the-ear headphones on because it like presses into the side of my skull, which, you know what? I'm just going to prop these things up. I'm just going to prop them up. I'm going to look like a goofy fuck for this episode. A goofy fuck. Okay. And um, if I had a beanie on with all of this other stuff, that would just be too much. And that would be so much pressure on the side of my head. I don't feel like doing that. So um, yeah. Yeah. Real smooth transition back into the topic. Interview with the vampire. Uh, the new AMC adaptation, the new TV series adaptation of the show or of the book. I am going to talk about that in this episode. But first, I want to warn you that this will be a spoiler for sure. So if you haven't seen the series, um, and if you are concerned, if you don't want uh, things that happen to be spoiled, then you might want to revisit this episode, episode, episode after having watched the uh, season one, okay? But if you have already seen the series, season one of the series, or if you just don't really care about spoilers, which, by the way, the spoilers, it's different than the book. It's different than the book, okay? There's going to be spoilers, so heavy spoiler alert, there you go. Um, let me take a drink of this sparkling Waterloo, sparkling water, cranberry flavored real quick. Let me gather myself and I'll get into, um, my, my thoughts and my riff on this new immortal universe thing AMC is doing this new franchise. Be right back. All right, I'm back. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the... Anne Rice books had an impact on my life, um, especially the book The Vampire Lestat was uh, one of the I, uh, goofy, you know, I, I feel kind of embarrassed saying it, but, you know, screw it. That book is one of the reasons I followed through on becoming an actor and I kind of forgot some of the details why until I recently like reread a synopsis of the book. Because again, it's been some time since I've read the book. Um, but the story really resonated with me. Um, just sort of feeling very, very trapped in a life that is is not a good fit for you out in the middle of nowhere and he went off to join a troop and play and i said that's what i want that's what i want a lot of his perspectives here is how i feel it was one of those books where it's like you read it and it's like oh my god i'm not alone i'm not crazy uh, other people think and feel this way. Even if it's a fictional character, someone wrote it, right? A real uh, non-fictional person wrote it, you know? And that's, that's the great thing about books. And that's why I don't really give 
you know, this whole Sigma male thing a hard time. Cause I mean, it's kind of goofy. They make fun memes, but I totally understand, um, you know, encountering a fictional character that validates your real feelings, you know, especially icky, adverse, uh, or, uh, feelings you get in the face of some type of, uh, adversity, any type. Um, so I, and I just really enjoy the books. I think they're great. They're great. And vampires are cool as fuck. And thus far you can't top Anne Rice's, uh, you know, version of vampires. It's fucking great. It's sexy. It's cool. It asks all the right questions. I love it. And to, you know, for a long time, I had always kind of dreamed of like, it would be cool if this series would be adapted into like a TV show. And of course it got adapted into a couple films, first interview with the vampire and then queen of the damned. Um, you know, I'm not going to critique those two movies. I like the two movies. Uh, people talk a lot of shit about queen of the damned, but I mean, come on, it's got a Leah hubba hubba. Uh, R.I.P. And the soundtrack for that movie is still fucking baller. I don't care what you say. The soundtrack for Queen of the Damned kicks fucking ass. Uh, if you don't agree, eat me. Uh, but to see the series get picked up, it was a little scary. It was a little scary. I, I think I remember hearing about it right when it started. And this is before Anne passed away, I think last year or something like that. Or was it this year? I don't even remember. Uh, I remember reading a bit of news and then forgetting about it. I was like, oh my God, that's cool. I want a shot at playing Lestat. You know, I would fucking love that. Talk about a role of a lifetime. Um, and then I forgot about it, the series. And then it started uh, coming out for like ads and stuff over the past few months before the series started uh, in October. Uh, I think at the beginning of October and I I started getting scared because I was like, is it going to be dog shit? Are they just going to really like, are they going to Netflixify it? You you know what I mean? Just make it not good because there's so much to chew on in the books. There's so much to work with in the books. Oops, excuse me. So much to work with in the books that I really wanted the best for the series. And I started seeing stuff, you know, new information, like they were changing the time and all sorts of details and stuff. And then I was very confused. I was like, wait a second, wait a second. They made Louie a person of color, which uh, I was like, how, how, how the fuck is he going to be a slave owner? You know what I mean? But then it turns out, and again, Warning, spoilers. If you don't want spoilers, tune out, tune out. They made him a pimp in the 1910s in New Orleans, right? Which kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. Um, but even going into the series, I was like, I'm I'm going to watch this whole thing. Like I got a subscription to AMC Plus uh streaming app uh just to watch the show. And I was so guarded going in. I wanted to 
not like the show. I wanted to not like the show. And I approached every episode. And it was a short season. It was only seven episodes. And it was like covers basically the first part of the book, like the first half of the book. And then the second half comes maybe next year with season two, um, which I heard is going to be eight episodes. Um, But I wanted to not like the show. But after every episode, because it came out a new one each week, after every episode, I found, I was like, okay, that was decent. Okay, that was decent. There was still some stuff like tonally. I was like, this is just kind of maudlin, you know? Camp is great. Camp and everything is wonderful. But just like the just the maudlin sort of tone of it. And, and that's not to... You know, I'm not talking about Louis's uh, whiny, depressed outlook because that's Louis's character. He's just kind of fucking whiny anyway. Um, but just, it felt. Uh, how do I? How do I discuss? <laughs> just sort of like melodramatic, kind of. And I was like, okay, I don't know about this. But then it would critique itself. You know, then it would become self-aware and criticize itself for uh, depicting itself that way. And that's when I started picking up on like, oh, they're really playing with certain elements, which I'll talk on in a minute. They're really playing with certain types of themes and elements in this TV series. But still, every episode I approached it, I was so guarded. I was like, I'm, I don't want to be disappointed, so I'm just going to assume I will not like this. And then the end credits would roll and I'd be like, that was, that was okay. Or that was pretty good, I guess. Um, and then came the season finale and I, uh, I, I had to give it up. I really liked what they did. The changes they made, I thought, um, they were smart. They were very smart about the changes they made because they didn't have to make any changes, but they chose to make some like bold uh, changes in their uh, adaptation of the book. Like, uh, you know, time jump, character mismatchings, and even some types of like behavior. Like, especially there was an episode five where uh, like Lestat just full-on, one-sided, brutally, uh, domestically abuses Louis. And I was like, this, now, you know, Lestat being depicted as, like, manipulative and all sorts of, you know, mentally abusive and everything, that checks out. But as far as him displaying and certainly unprovoked and one-sided kind of physical brutality depicted in episode five against Louis, I was like, this does not make fucking sense. This doesn't check out at all, at all. Um, Like they are not being kind to Lestat in this series thus far. But this brings me to one of the elements They are really, first I want to say, I'm so grateful that the people making this show, the producers, the writers, um, the actors, 
it seems all of the people involved in the show really, really respect the source material. And they're working in little details beyond just interview with the vampire because, as I mentioned, they've got this whole new franchise AMC does. They're picking up this thing called the Immortal Universe. So basically, they're adapting to television, and I heard some film, Anne Rice's works, uh, that being the Lives of the Mayfair Witches and the Vampire Chronicles. And Anne Rice and her son, whose name I always forget, they were executive producers, and they were very involved in the uh, production of this whole thing. Um, and then sadly, Anne passed, but as I understand it, her son is still on board and is still, uh, you know, has a big hand in making this, this franchise work and in making the show work. And for me as a big fan, it, 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 it feels so good to see people, uh, you know, just a, a whole collective of people really respecting the source material, um, of that which they are adapting, okay? They, they, they clearly respect the books. They clearly went into detail. Thank God it didn't go to Netflix because they would have just thrown all of the books right out the window and fucking abused the, the series for no fucking reason, and they would have dumbed it down so fucking much. Whereas this show is making some very, very smart choices. So one of the themes they're really digging into here is unreliable narrator, perspectives. Journalism is one of the big things. Daniel Malloy, who for much of the book is referred to as the boy, that's the interviewer recording Louis in the interview with the vampire, they aged up Daniel Malloy. And the character, the, this old Daniel Malloy, is being played, being performed by one of my favorite actors and writers, and also a big inspiration for me. I, I can tell you, his monologues have served me fucking well. I've found, I've yet to find other monologues that fit me, my spirit, as closely as that of Eric Bogosian. Eric Bogosian is playing a, what, 70-year-old Daniel Malloy. And apparently, back in 1973, 75, he already interviewed Louis. And it didn't go so well. And it didn't get as far. He didn't get the complete story, supposedly. And now he's back interviewing Louis again. Uh, in in Dubai. So the original one took the original interview happened in San Francisco in the 70s. The current one is happening now in 2022 in Dubai, UAE. And um, you know, it, it's really digging into how unreliable the narrators are. So and, and at the end, again, big spoiler here. There's a, uh, a servant, 
You know, basically his rent boy, Louis has this rent boy who's always lingering around and there's something odd about him. Turns out it's fucking the vampire Armand. Louis is living in this very odd penthouse, very high up in a very tall building in Dubai, right? And and you don't know until like the very last moment of the last episode of the season that this guy who up till now has been referred to as just Rashid, you think it's some random human named Rashid, but just something's fucking off about him this whole time. And then come to find out it's Armand. And then with that reveal, that was the thing that hooked me in, uh, I've listened to quite a few other podcasts talking about the show, about this, about the season of this series, um, and there's a lot of like mixed feelings about it. But me personally, I think they did a really good job. Um, I, as someone who would be fussy about them departing so much from a lot of the details of the books, um, I am very much not disappointed simply because they clearly have a lot of foresight. Uh, they clearly have a plan and they clearly have a lot of respect. And also, um, the guy playing Lestat, Sam Reed, <clears throat> choice. He fucking gets it. And I've watched interviews with the actors. Um, the guy playing Louis is, is, oh, Jesus, uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. He played Grey Worm in Game of Thrones. Um, Christ, I can't think of his name right now. What the fuck is it? Oh, well, what, whatever. Um, I've, I've watched interviews and read interviews with him. Uh, and So he plays Louis, and this Australian guy, Sam Reed, plays Lestat. And I've read interviews with them both before, and uh, the guy playing Louis had never read the books before, um, but he does a fantastic job. This Louis a bit different, a bit different, but it's kind of hard to fucking tell because after this season finale, if you're really paying attention, you will kind of actually pick up that you don't know what the fuck is real because it seems like Louis might actually, the story that he's telling Daniel probably is very very stilted, A, and B, is it even really his story? Because there's a lot of odd behavior going with Louis himself. Lots of like repressed memories, weird, odd behavior. And it's like, is Armand fucking with Louis's mind? Is he sort of brainwashing him? Because that's what Armand does. That's like his skill is illusion. It's fucking with your memory, fucking with your sense of reality, right? Adding in details because, uh, you know, that, that episode five, that stilted uh, fight uh, that uh, Lestat supposedly had against Louis, that seemed a lot more like a fight that Lestat had with Armand and that Armand was actually the one who really fucked up Lestat, right? Um... So there's that. And then there's also a lot of memory issues going on with Daniel. And it's in the books that, you know, 
uh, Armand basically kidnaps Daniel and drives him insane and chases him around the world and whatnot. Did he is did he like wipe Daniel's memory because he starts having some weird memories and behaviors and um, seems to not know certain details that he really ought to know uh, throughout the series throughout the progression of the uh, the season and um, I think they're really fucking smart with how with what they did oh goodness. I think I'm going to talk more about this in the bonus episode. Um, I used to do hour-long episodes. I used to do like an hour-long free episode of the show and then an hour-long bonus episode of the show. But after so many years now and so many things happening in my life, I've decided to cut myself some slack and just kind of try to get like 30-minute episodes. So a 30-minute free episode, a 30-minute bonus episode. Um, and I think I'm going to continue this uh, talk about this series in this week's bonus episode. So if you would like to get access to that and to all the other bonus episodes I've recorded and released, and if you want to help support the show... I invite you to become a patron at patreon.com. You can also, by doing so, you're also uh, you know, showing support for the other work that I do. I, I made, earlier this year, I made um, a mini web series called After the Tone. It's about an obsessive ex who turns into a clown. It's very dark. It's very sad. It's very funny. And it was very cathartic to make. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, and I also am doing an ongoing uh, short, short comedy series entitled Minor Tensions by Dick Whistler. It's like a cross between, um, uh, what what did I used to tell people? It, it was kind of like uh, uh, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy, that old SNL sketch, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy meets uh, an existential crisis. That's kind of what that series is about. Those are both on my YouTube channel. If you're not already subscribed to that, please, uh, please do. Please subscribe. Um, if you don't know how to find, just go to youtube.com, type in that thing with James. And my channel will probably be the first result. Hit subscribe. That'll be a big help. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I already said patreon.com slash that thing with James for, for if you want to be a patron. Um, you can find me on TikTok. My handle there is at TTWJ Productions. You can also find me on Twitter. But by the time this episode comes out, who even fucking knows if it's actually going to still exist? But for now, at the time of this recording, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. My handle on both is at James J. Asher. Uh, please come shitpost on my subreddit, r slash that thing with James. And um, what am I missing? Email, email. If you have a suggestion for a topic or questions you want me to answer on the show, um, or if you just want to tell me how bad I am at doing this podcasting thing, or if you want to tell me really nice things, which would be a lot nicer, 
for you, email me at my show email, thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, yeah, um, I'm going to try to gather my wits. Usually the bonus episode, <laughs> like the free episodes of warm up, the bonus episodes are always better. So uh, if you want to hear the rest, and probably a lot better um, just sort of uh, musing on the adaptation of Interview with the Vampire, go on over, become a patron if you haven't already at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Hopefully I see you there. I love you and I'll catch you next time. Uh, and I, I guess Thanksgiving will have already happened. So bye. <laughs>